Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by State Farm. Like anyone looking for the right partner, you want someone you can count on. Someone that's dependable, understanding, someone that tells it to you straight. When it comes to insurance, State Farm definitely deserves a rose. They're always there when you need them. File a claim day or night with our app, which was awarded Best Insurance Mobile App 2019. Plus, they're great listeners. With 19,000 local agents, they get to know the real you, so they'll help you choose coverage that's personal, not some cookie-cutter policy. So go out and get the one you deserve. Get State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get a quote or find an agent at statefarm.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party, finale night one. I'm Juliette Littman, joined by Mallory Rubin. We are here to process that wild finale. Oh my God. Juliette, you're an angel (laughs) on earth. I'm no Hannah Ann. Who could be? We are going to do six big questions coming out of part one of Peter's finale. Peter's season in general has just gone in a direction I, I really didn't anticipate, despite Chris Harrison telling you time and time again he that did. it would be the most dramatic finale and that even Peter didn't know how it was going to end. And Chris Harrison, before it aired back in December, was like, you really should do this after Peter's season when I was doing the countdown because he's like, I want to know where this would rank. Well, it ranked high. True nature of ranking anything on the internet is that you do it early enough that you can then do it again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. Chris Harrison, come on. We're going to talk more about where this stacks up against other uh, past seasons, past finales. Certainly going to talk more about Chris Harrison. But first, first question of the night. What's the most shocking that a Weber said in tonight's episode? Oh, my God. No shortage of options. So many options. Peter's family definitely stole the show tonight. Madison's eyelashes tried. But they were upstaged (laughs) by the Weber clan. Incredible showing from Barb. Barb was a lot. I want to start, I want to start with Peter, to be honest. Okay. So this whole season was building up to bring her home. Yes. Yes. The the Les Mis uh, reference that uh, she probably didn't know she was making. (laughs) And it was good. Yeah. More on that later. Okay. But Peter, Peter had an incredible response to his mother, which was... You got to stop doing this. <laughs> this is insane right now. <laughs> and don't do this to me. I wasn't expecting Peter to respond that way. It's literally destroying me right now. He said, you got to stop doing this about 15 times 15 in a times, row. Yes. Very tough. I felt bad for him. My heart right now is racing. Is it? And I can't tell if it's because of the emotional, confusing nature of what we just watched together or because I've had eight cups of coffee today. (laughs) But if I feel this way now, imagine how Peter felt in that moment. Especially because we know he really lives for his family's approval. His family is very important to him. Yeah, maybe he doesn't live for it, but it is very important to him time and time again. One of the things him and Madison bonded over was family. Yes, And so for his family to not take a liking to Madison, to put it lightly, must have been a real shock to his system. He seemed completely and totally despondent. Yes. Now, I will say a theme of the episode and indeed of the season, I, my primary emotion at the end is that I feel bad for Peter. I feel sure. bad for our Hannah Ann. I feel bad for everybody involved. But I don't think he did himself any favors with how he presented all of this information to his family. Well, has anyone talked about their sex life more with their family than Peter? And then when Madison came in, they repeated back to her what Peter had told them. So all parties had to acknowledge the roadblock, as they called it, yes. was that Peter had slept with other women, whether you want to say, Madison said he slept he slept with them, someone else, or I think she said sleep, whatever the tense was. He referred to being intimate, as he has so many times. His brother actually said sex. <laughs> Shout out to his brother, Jack. Um, just a lot of sex talk. I guess we should have expected no less from Peter four times in a windmill. Yeah, I mean, very sex-positive family, which I admire Certainly and appreciate. appreciate. Yeah. You know, never forget that his parents at the live studio show last for, for Hannah's season, they were whooping and cheering yeah. him on and clapping when everybody was celebrating his and, sexual prowess. And weeping. There were tears as well. Yes, and of course, in... The recent snippet that we got of Peter and Chris Harrison and his family going about town to crash the bachelor viewing parties, the whole shtick about his parents fucking in the backseat of the car. (laughs) You know, sex is a through line of 
Peter's entire bachelor arc. Yeah. And so in, in that sense, it actually made perfect sense to me that his family would respond that way. Because first of all, and I, I, I want to be clear, like no judgment about the choice that Madison has made for no. her own life and no judgment about ultimately the way that she wants to conduct things in her relationship with Peter. I think that his parents clearly felt that there was judgment, yes. which was part of why they responded that way. You know, how basically like you're you're making our son feel bad for being a physical sexual person. And they were offended by that because that is clearly a part of how they conduct their own life. Sure. I, I have a slightly different take on this, which Let's brings me to my second favorite quote okay. from, a, from a Weber of the evening, which okay. was Barb explaining to Madison, he parties. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Also, Jack also reminded Peter, yes. you're nonstop. You're, you're out, out at the club. club. <laughs> that was my favorite. I wish we had seen more of Peter's party side. I just want to throw that out there. That was and amazing. I think that it's like, I think they've, it's judgment is, is a good way of interpreting it. But I just felt like they were like, it's you're, they're incompatible. Yeah, their lifestyles yes. are so d- incompatible. They're like, what are you doing? Yeah, and they're I like, get, Peter, you party. Yeah. Peter, are you willing to sacrifice your social life? Totally. I don't necessarily think that they were implying that Madison was trying to shame Peter or make yeah. him feel bad about the way he was living, just that they were observing that it is to- they're totally out of sync with each other, which, of course, <laughs> is ultimately what Madison concluded as well when yes. she broke up with him in this episode. But the the con- like right before Peter's brother said, you're nonstop, you're out at the club. And we talked about line dancing, which, of course, we had seen how much Peter likes line was, dancing earlier in the like season. He was, like, so worried about his line dancing being, Unbelievable. being uh, imperiled. His, his brother, it was—now, his brother's a young man. Young men think about sex a lot. Sure. That's fine. It, it seemed inconceivable to his brother that Peter could— be thinking about proceeding with somebody that he had not slept with. And yeah. that was yes. fascinating. And, and would continue to wait. Yes. I think his brother was worried he wouldn't be able to wait. Like, and Peter was like, of course I'm I can. Co- yeah, this is a choice I'm making. <laughs> that whole interaction was amazing. One thing we definitely have learned is that Peter's view of himself is different than his family's view of him, which just reinforces me that Peter needs to move. Peter, you need to live on your own, get outside of the Weber home. As someone who's very close to her family, I get it. You just need to get out there sometimes. Yes. And it was it was stark that they were like, Peter, what are you doing? This is not who you are. Also, his mom was right. like, Peter, I love who he is and I don't want him to change. Yes. So they're that, very worried about him changing. That was a theme as well. I, I just want to make sure you're not compromising any level of yourself. This was, again, with his yes. brother. And, and Peter then his, almost got mad when he responded to that. He was like, that's what relationships good response. are. Peter, good response. Yes. And I think that, again, that was what was so fascinating about the dynamic at play here. Everything that Peter's family was saying came from a place of genuine love and affection for him. Sure. They think he's perfect, so they don't want him to be with somebody who doesn't feel that way about him. But, of course— you know, and I'm not, I am not saying that Peter and Madison belong together. I think that would be a frankly bizarre takeaway after watching this entire season. <laughs> but Peter I, party, so sorry. <laughs> loves to line dance. I do think that starting a relationship where the foundation is just that you both are obsessed with each other yeah. and think you're flawless is actually not, not a recipe for no. sustained success because. I got some really rough news for everybody out there. Like, people are not perfect, and relationships <laughs> are really hard. I know, but no one seems to really grasp that, because then then they're like, Hannah Ann's an angel. Yes, an angel on Earth. <laughs> it was just sort of like, Madison was being compared to an impossible standard, and I think it's just, you know, there's been a lot of questions about editing this season, which I think continued into this episode. There was a couple of moments mm-hmm. where we're like, is this out of out of order like what how is this right. happening I did have I did really wonder how long the conversation between Peter and Madison was out yeah. f- out front but the first thing we see Peter telling his parents about Madison is that she she gave him yeah, yeah the roadblock and like the quasi ultimatum or whatever I guess we can call it an ultimatum now that Peter has Peter has yeah, yeah. So felt, Pe- felt uncomfortable wielding the word as a weapon but yeah. he ultimately had to but now that he has I feel like we can say it and if if he had pre- perhaps presented things a little bit differently and they weren't so sex positive yeah. like could things have been different I don't know I think that again he he didn't necessarily set things up in a way that was going to make them receptive to welcoming Madison, though, of course, we should not forget that they had already met her. They had already had an experience with her. So they, I think if they had developed a lot of affection for her after the initial date, I mean, we saw how quickly they became totally enraptured with Hannah Ann. Ann. It's not like it's impossible for somebody to make a good first impression with them, right? So maybe that didn't happen and that was part of it too. I don't know. Peter's mom was like, he falls so hard. 
Yes. And so maybe they fall hard as well. And then there's a wake-up call. Because I, I do— Maybe. We got a speech from his mother about how God had placed Hannah Ann in Peter's <laughs> oh path. And God. again, I say that in a judgment-free way. I think that that's the thing that happens in people's lives where they feel that way. But h- how long is that interaction that they have with her? Uh, very short. Although Peter, when, when I interviewed him, like, you know, almost two months ago now, he said like, Madison handled it really well and his family really liked her when they had that first one-on-one. So— mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I think he positioned it poorly. Like, I think if he had introduced her slightly differently, like, do you need to air out all of your drama right away? I mean, I understand this is The Bachelor, so it's not like normal rules apply. But right. still, if he had presented her slightly differently, I don't know he would have gotten the same reactions from Barb. Because her facial expressions, the second he started talking about the sex stuff, yeah. she just, like, was losing her mind. It was very, very entertaining. I mean, yes. Barb is an instant Bachelor icon. Just I don't, incredible stuff from Barb. I don't think that any other parent has lived up to this or will in the future because it was such an incredible performance by his mother. A mother's intuition is never wrong, as she says. And then the other thing that was just wild is when she was like, the exact language I don't quite recall, but she was like, just to be clear, you don't share that level of faith. She was like, you don't. He's not there. Right. So she (laughs) talked, that was a fascinating exchange because she talked about how Peter is spiritual. Yes. Like, like her. She is spiritual. I thought in relation to at, to Madison having her faith, there's a big difference the, between faith and spiritualness for them. Spirituality. I, I thought that, you know, and I think we're going to get to to Madison's enlightenment <laughs> in a few minutes. And I thought that a lot of what she said in the breakup conversation with Peter reflected a, a new level of sage insight I thought that that was a part of the conversation with the family that approached that actual level of, like, important candor about, you know, not necessarily, like, a snap judgment about whether somebody seems to be doting on your precious boy enough, which, again, like, I get. Your parents, you love your kid. You want somebody else to love your kid fully, too. It would be, I guess, weird, and especially a televised experiment, not to go all, like, love is blind and start wielding the word (laughs) experiment, but, like, a televised experiment about whether you could fall in love really quickly— when we were in the pods, you know, (laughs) you're supposed to play the game. Like you're, you know, right reasons talk aside, you're supposed to get to the end and say, I want to do, you're supposed to say what Hannah Ann said. You're supposed to say, I want to do whatever I have to do to show you that I love you. And I, I, the dissonance that's set in watching this is I think kind of incredible because as a rational human being living life in the world, I'm watching Madison thinking, Thank God somebody thinks this is a weird way to fall in love with somebody. But then the other part of you, kind of the one who buys into watching The Bachelor and obviously loves Bachelor Nation and and the (laughs) joy of watching this every week, is like, why are you here if you're not willing to I've been wondering that for weeks. Like, what was Madison expecting when she went on the show? And I'm sure that his parents had an aspect of that playing out for them in real time, too, especially because given that he was on Hannah's season, they've been through this whole thing before. I mean, they've welcomed the show and the camera into their lives to see someone else rebelling against that is probably like anathema to them. I think there's a couple of important things to remember along those lines. First of all, Peter's mom is the one who suggested he apply for the show when he did so like several years ago. So she is, you know, she referred to the fantasy suite when she was talking to Madison. Like, I understand right. I wanted to go to the fantasy suite. She's really aware of how this goes and yeah. really aware of the game. I, I presume that she had all this in mind when she went shopping for that very colorful tube top she was wearing. <laughs> like, she knew <gasps> Incredible what she was, look. Yeah, she she knew what she was getting into. I'm sure Peter's brother and father did as well. Like, they're like, this, these are the beats of the show. We watch the show. Right. Oh, H- Madison has some hesitation about that. Instead of being like, Oh, that's cool. She's thinking about it on her own terms. They were just sort of appalled. Plus, right. Peter parties. I, I honestly think they're like, well, he parties. You go out. Yeah. They want someone who's fun, which I understand. You have a new family member. You want them to fit in and yeah. do the same thing. So totally. Then, and in this case, line dancing. We can't lose that. Hannah Ann is so bubbly. I thought it was also notable, you know, we're in the, the best thing a Weber said. This is like a slightly subtler entry, but I, I thought the way that, that that his dad said the way you describe her, she sounds like you, you is very applicable to what we're yes. talking about right now. Like, they want somebody who is not only going to mesh well with Peter, but somebody who's going to fit into their family because of how close he is to his parents and his yeah. brother and how much time they spend together as a unit. They need somebody, like a puzzle piece that fits in perfectly. This can't be like survivor challenge where midway through the puzzle you realize that you have one of the pieces on backwards <laughs> and Jeff is going to tell you that You're you've embarrassed yourself. You're in deep reality right now. I know. Peter just embarrassing himself right <laughs> An now. absolute disaster <laughs> for DeGaulle. <laughs> Winners so, 
Four. Great stuff. Weber, you check it out on Ring or Dish on Thursday mornings <laughs> with Riley McAtee. Uh, the Weber should go on like another reality show together, though. They should do Amazing Race together yes, as they a should. family. They that definitely should. Or like they would be good for Bravo. One thing about Peter mm, this whole episode, yeah. he's never looked more LA than in this episode, particularly with him and Oh my God. Hard disagree. Really? Yeah. He just looked like a basic guy. He just was wearing like his like blue shirt and blue shorts. Went hard on the color blue, which I respect. But when him and Hat Ann were, were visiting the kangaroos, which was very cute. That was precious. Very cute. Even you, famed animal hater. I'm not an animal hater. I'm animal apathetic. I'm animal blind. And I thought that was very cute. I, I like baby kangaroos and baby elephants. When animals I would never interact with. Feeding them the it milk was in the bottle. Swaddling it was them. Absolutely adorable. So even, heart melting. Even I thought so. Oh my God. Even I noticed. But what did you think? What were you thinking about his style? Everyone had really weird style tonight. <sighs> Peter's mom was dressed for a cruise. Yeah. Peter was dressed for like going to the arc light in Thousand Oaks. Was he? Yes. In like this, in like August. He 100%. was wearing a long sleeve button down shirt and shorts and then like Tom's. Yeah, that's like a weird pseudo Newport, pseudo hippie, like amalgam that comes together in the valley. It felt very contrary to his typical style, which is, you know, I, I, also lacking generally, but like the 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 skinny gray jeans that he wore, that was more of a typical Peter look. He normally wears the jeans and the boots or the 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 converse. And like yeah, a, sh- a, a shirt. The, the shorts and the long sleeves just threw me off with him this episode. I don't know. Okay. It was very strange. Okay, and then I will say he looked at he looked his best when he woke up in oh, an yeah. utterly depressed looks- stupor, <laughs> shirtless in joggers, Great gazing look. out into the abyss. I thought he looked incredible. I've got questions about the temperature of wearing no shirt but joggers, but mm-hmm. whatever. Let's leave that for another another time. Um, I bet fun. you Peter sleeps naked normally and just put the pants on yeah. for. Uh, I was wondering, like, does he know there's cameras here? Like, when he's looking despondent waking up? I I also, it's funny you say that, though, because I find I like Peter the most when he's punching back. Like, I liked when he was, like, pushing back against his family. I Mm like when he got into the fight with Victoria. I like when he fought with Madison. I was like, good, show us some fight, man. What he wants to see from everyone else, I I like seeing in him. Like, I like it when he punches back, basically. Interesting. Is that weird? I wonder what the what you're projecting here about. I like fighting. So <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> I do like when he is able to express something beyond just some kind of canned, oh, this is so crazy right now, sort of line about like the very base nature of what is unfolding around them. He's so one note all the time. And like, I, I think he's sweet. I don't want to be mean, but. Well, it's a little late on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I think he's sweet too. He's very sweet. And yes, he, I, as I've said many a time, I think if I just like met him in the wild, I'd be like, this is a great guy. Someone yes. should date him. He's made a lot of questionable choices as a bachelor. I think that we, you and we, the collective Bachelor viewing public have talked often this season about how Peter is a bad bachelor. Yes. Roger wrote a very good piece about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that Peter is a very well-behaved bachelor in the sense that he 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 follows the rules. He does a lot of what he's supposed to. Now, not always. Is he following the rules or is he being led down a certain path? This is very willingly. Yes. This he's he is a willing participant in yes. what he has in what he is That's engaging what I in. Think as well. So part of why it's notable when he fights back is because it's it's some of the only time. And he's a passionate person, so Definitely. I don't want to imply that there's like four times in a windmill now. Well, again, I, questions. I, I don't know that it necessarily reflects passion, but sure. Those okay. moments when it's just totally organic, this is how I feel and I have to tell you, just feels much truer to life than a moment where he's responding to his dad who's saying, oh, like, are you leaning a certain way? And he's like, I just, I need more time. Like, clearly that's not how he felt. He was leaning in a certain direction. Right. Very, very, very clearly was leaning in Madison's direction. And... He says, I'm cr- I'm crazy in love for Madison. Yes. He quoted the great Beyonce. I mean, if, if that's not a declaration of love, what is? <laughs> great point. Great yeah. point. He's really into Madison. Let's talk about Peter and Madison. Okay. Second question. Are Peter and Madison really done? So right. when I was first formulating these questions, yeah. I had assumed that we would get up to the point in part one mm-hmm. where I just, based on nothing, just purely an assumption, that we would get up to the rose ceremony that's been teased so many times. Okay. And as it was like, you know, 9.50, mm-hmm. I was just like, there's only 10 minutes left. And he's in the in the hotel room with Hannah Ann. Like, when are we getting to this rose ceremony? Right. So I was, and then we watched the, tre- the teaser for tomorrow. Yeah. I was shocked to see that Chris, da- that sit down, 
with Chris Harrison. I'm about to say that Chris down. <laughs> that sit down with Chris Harrison and Madison. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And I just, because I think we've assumed as we were watching that at the rose ceremony, he finds out Madison has left. Like right. that was before tonight. Yes. Now we know. She had already left. She had already left. He already knew that. So right. are Peter and Madison done? It takes on a whole other question when we see that she yes. says to Chris Harrison she has regret. So clearly they're not done. But, like, what is there to salvage here? So, a rich text there to parse. I think there are (laughs) various possibilities that we have to consider. Yeah. And probably some that we could not even possibly conceive of. First of all, let's not forget that a large part of the season has been built around teasing what you just mentioned, which is the moment when Peter's in a suit, clearly about to engage in the final rose ceremony, right? And... Chris Harrison tells him something that he has just learned. Yes. Okay. Now. It's the last thing I want to hear right now. (laughs) It's like seared in my mind. Here's my leading theory for what is going to unfold. But then I want to issue a caveat. Okay. I think that Peter is going to convince himself overnight after Hannah Ann's, I thought, like, incredibly sweet and moving not only declaration of love, but like, please give me a little something back. This is really hard. Really? I felt really awful for her in that moment. I have to say, both Hannah Ann and Madison made a whole lot of sense tonight. Yes. And I really feel for both of them. I feel for Peter as well. I feel less so, though. I feel less so for <laughs> Peter. I feel he's put both of those women in a light that makes me really feel for them. Really? Yes. Both of them. And I think you're right. I mean, seeing Hannah Ann look so hot. When she opened the door. Unbelievable. In that, like, orange dress. Unbelievable. And, and Peter sh- and his, he's like— He's shown up in, like, his obvious breakup <laughs> sweatshirt. Yeah. I think he went in there, like, intending to break up with her. That He put no effort into how he looked. He was wearing that, I, I found very attractive, but clearly, like, connoting that he was, like, a mess. Mm-hmm. He, I think he went there to end things with her. But— um, she looked too hot. It's he definitely de- he, possible. He decided against it because she looked really hot. She maybe looked ho- incredible. Maybe the hottest she's looked all season. An angel on earth, as we've heard before. An angel on earth. I think he's going to wake up and say, my family's right. I have an incredible woman here in Hannah, who, in Hannah Ann who worships me and is telling me that no matter what choices I've made, no matter how much time I needed, no matter how painful it was for her to wait, she did wait, and she's there for me at the end. And he's going to prepare to propose to her. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to be clear. I am not endorsing that decision on Peter's just part so you, because so you, he is yeah, very course. clearly in love with Madison. Very clearly. Okay. I think that as he is preparing to do that, Chris Harrison is going to tell him, just as he has gotten over the hump and decided to propose to Hannah 48 Anne, hours after having his heart broken, yes. he's gotten over the hump. Madison is back. Right. Madison did not leave. She had a change of heart. She is here. And he's going to say, my heart can't take this anymore. I had finally found clarity, but this is who I want to be with and this is what I need. I think he will let Hannah Ann go. Then he will have to go and apologize to her. Right? I'm I'm even more, I was just checking out her hairline tonight. Even more positive. (laughs) He's apologizing to her. I do want to pause it though. This is the caveat. I am not certain that the snippet we saw of Madison talking to Chris Harrison occurred back then. I think it's very probable or possible that that is a present-day conversation, that after the fact she has regret. Here's, I I think that's what happened. Here's what I think. I think that Chris Harrison says they've heard from Madison. She thinks she's made a mistake. What do you want to do here? And then he's felled. He has to go to his bed, lie down with the towels yes. on the bed. I need time. S- still confused Cold about that. Cold compress. Yes, exactly. Wearing the blue suit. So much blue from him. I guess it looks nice against the orange it's lovely. terrain. Looks lovely in he Australia. He should ask to swaddle a little kangaroo to comfort him. I think he finds out Madison has regrets, yes. but he's like, fuck that. I've selected Hannah Ann and proposed to her or okay. whatever. Or or just says, like, I want to be with you, if not a proposal. And then has a change of heart and breaks up with Then her. has a change of heart. Pulls, this is the pulls, other theory. Pulsinari. Yeah. Uh, I've been, fl- I've, much like Peter, I've been felled by the um, locations, they've, the, the interior locations they've been in in Australia, like mm-hmm. the different Airbnbs and mm-hmm. house rentals. And the space that Chris and Madison was in looked like your grandma's um, like dining room. Right. It did not look like one of these suspiciously like underwhelming spaces that they've been in for the last two episodes, three right. episodes. So I think that's 
back in America. There's also a very, very, very clear difference in Peter's facial hair in some of the upcoming shots. His beard tonight looked A+. Loved it. Athletic Ruin. I really liked it. I liked I liked it where there was beard. But the line is <laughs> too patchy. high. This is a mistake guys make all mm. the time. You have to mm. let it grow further down. Might be his first beard. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of beard experience. You know or something. how I feel about beards. They're great. Can you have a beard as a pilot? Like maybe he has to shave. I mean, is being a pilot like being on the New York Yankees? Is I don't know. Facial hair policy? This is a great question. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Or like being in Maybe. the army, where you also. Have to I mean, shave. obviously, you know, his dad has a mustache. I can't think of a pilot that I've had who's had a beard. Off huh. the top of my head, I fly a lot. Also, don't pay a ton of attention. When I'm, <laughs> but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Just throwing it out there. Goose in Top Gun obviously had a mustache. I think at a minimum you can have a mustache. Yeah, so, of course, on the Yankees, they're in the military. In Top Gun. So? It's different. I mean, watch this season of The Bachelor and tell me that they're not trying to get us to think about Top Gun all the I mean, time. They are. They definitely are. Well, yeah. So I think that that sit down with Chris Harrison happens in America. I think all of the, like, all of the hysterics are going to happen back in America. So, I think I feel like Peter wants to, like, wrap this up. But so who's he going to end up with? No one. I think Peter, right now, I don't know if he's with anyone. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird, but I just want to say, like, He wants to be with Madison. Yes, he wants to be with Madison. And she made a lot of sense. And one thing that really became very apparent as we've been talking this through and we're just processing in real time, Hannah Ann kept saying, I'm not just in love with him now, but I see a future. And she said that over and over again. Mm -hmm. Whereas Madison, you know, she she seemed very wise tonight. She was like, I, on top of that tower, I would have said yes, you proposed. I'm in love with you. Or she actually doesn't say I'm in love with you. She says, I love you. And I really thought I could see my life with you. But, like, there's just too many things that are different. And mm-hmm. she then says she's ready to surrender, like, multiple times. Yes. And there was, like— But ultimately, that meant concede defeat and realize that they're not meant to be. Is that a defeat? Not surrender to love, which is how it initially right. seemed like it no, she, might be playing. She, and how Peter then later used it. Right before they went to a commercial at one point, they, she said, it's time to surrender. Yes. And not to love. Correct. To the absence of a future together. <laughs> that's really rough. Yeah. I have to say, for everyone involved, probably except for Peter's family, this is going to be a very tough watch. Like, just painful. So painful. But Though I do, again, I think that Hannah Ann was just so likable. Yes. It was heartbreaking to watch her. Let me ask it's you one be more sad. question about this in terms of who, who, who he might end up with. Do you think that Hannah Ann has Lauren B. potential? Like, no. if... Okay. If Ari, Peter, Ari's Lauren. Yeah. yeah. If Peter... Right. If Peter picks Madison, either because she comes back or because he can't make a decision and then ultimately decides that he wants to be with her and they give it a shot and then they break up for whatever reason she leaves him, they realize they are not, in fact, compatible for the 500 reasons that she listed in this episode and that his family also listed. Peter parties and Madison's drinking (laughs) sparkling apple juice, which Peter was clearly disgusted by. I don't think he's had juice without vodka in it in a long time. I thought it was notable how over the course of the episode, the word lifestyle came up a lot. Okay. (laughs) If Peter then goes back and apologizes to Hannah Ann, not for breaking her heart and putting her through hell, but for making the wrong choice. No. Will she take him back? I don't know. I don't think so. Also, I feel like I have too much info about Hannah Ann as discussed on the bachelor party. Right. Josh she's, Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, yeah. She's been she's been seen Maybe out. Maybe they're there. just bros. Maybe. Absolutely. Hannah Ann seems fun. I have to say that. She yeah. seems like game. I'm like very pro Hannah Ann. I wasn't at first, but I I am now. She seems like she just kind of she wants to yeah. make it work. She seems like a fun gal to hang out with. Theme I, of the season again is just Every first impression about everyone was wrong. Yeah. Everyone. Absolutely. Every, everyone. every single one. Also, I think the way that Peter's apologizing and like pleading when we see him outside that door, she's like, I am so sorry, is not like a um, conciliatory, but more mm-hmm. like kind of like groveling and guilt driven, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't have a lot of hope for whatever that relationship is. Yeah. I can't see him with either of these women. I really can't. I do think the lifestyle differences with, with Madison are too big. And I think if I were Hannah Ann, there would be almost no way I could watch this and be like, oh, so... You wanted to be with you, me. Yeah. It's an, it's, it would be impossible to have that takeaway. It really <laughs> impossible. Was. Impossible. And also, Madison comes off as, like, very level-headed and, like, more mature. I, I thought that Madison really came off pretty well in this episode, though I was... It, Various points distracted by different things. I I also kind of liked how she didn't let Peter's mom just like walk all over her. Like she tried to defend sure. herself. Uh, she has, I think, no problem clearly explaining how she feels and why. Standing up for her, yeah, her beliefs and and 
as she said, I'm not going to apologize yeah. for, you know, the choices that I've made, nor, nor should she. Again, I continue to have, like, a bit of a problem, again, in no way with the decision that she has made for her own life, but just with Same. the why are you on this show aspect of it, if... It's not clear why she stayed after she found out that he had slept with two other women. Yeah, and, I, you know, I get the part of it where it's like, I really do love this person, or I think I could fall in love with this person, whatever, and I want to try to see it through and give it every chance that I can. I don't want to be unfair. But no aspect of the way The Bachelor unfolds is in line with how Madison wants to live her life. And that's completely fine. Right. But don't go on The Bachelor then. Right. You know, and don't make The Bachelor wonder why this relationship is unfolding on The Bachelor. I just find that part of it strange. But I agree with you that once they got to the breakup, that whole conversation, I thought the way that she articulated the chasm between the way they lived their lives was ultimately, like— you know, a courageous thing to do. It's hard to be able to admit to yourself that the person you want to be with is not right for you and that you're not right for them. And it's obviously a challenging part in the process of this show to have to say that and make that choice, you know? I think, like, there's a part of it where you could say if you knew this wasn't going to work out, leave earlier so that he has a chance with other people. But it's given the other people, it's like it was not going to work with him in Victoria. It just wasn't. So I I don't feel like we got cheated out of that. Me neither. It's just Peter kind of got probably got cheated in some way. I I don't know. But Madison had some pretty tough quotes. She said we're on different pages in every way. And she she just— it's it's really tough, particularly because he was saying things like, I want Maddie more than every anything. I'm so in love with Maddie. And then his family, I mean, I don't even know what they really meant by this, but at one point, I believe his mom said, she's not there for you. She's not there for you, bud. They kept mm-hmm. saying bud over and bud. over and yeah, over again. Yeah, that was a new one. Um, I have a part in my notes where I bracketed and wrote in all caps, Juliet literally gasped. <laughs> At this part, and this was this was when Madison when Madison broke up with him, and she said, "And general broad caveat here: we're transcribing live. I'm sure these quotes yeah. are wrong in fifty ways, but basically, They're when close. you want something so badly, I think a lot of times you can't see clearly as much as we want this. I don't know that we can give each other what we need. Sometimes I think being a great warrior and being a good fighter is knowing when to surrender." And I do think that love still wins. And I do think that love still conquers all. And then, like, you start to think, oh, she's going to say that they could do it because I'm willing to walk away so that you can get what you came here to find. That was intense. Yeah, literally gasped. I I did gasp. (laughs) I think she showed a lot of poise, honestly. It's a hard thing to do. It is hard. It's hard to break up with someone. Yeah. It's hard to be like, this is really great, but it's not right for us or for me or whatever. So I, I give her props for that. I... I think that she should have left sooner, probably, but she yes. didn't. She wasn't ready. Yes, when you're I ready, you're ready. I agree with you. I thought when she said, "I have to think about what's smart, what's wise, life outside of this compatibility." Yes. I have to think about those things. I don't know that we're the best for each other. It's pretty hard to argue with that logic and that level of insight. And you have to be self-aware and you have to be able to be honest with yourself about your own life or you're not going to be able to have success in a relationship. So credit to her for that. I think the the question obviously is, will Peter be able to find that same level of self-awareness about his own feelings? I don't know. I'm I'm worried for Peter. I, I feel like we've also watched his physical demeanor just— Oh, my God. —just um, crumble or— well, Decay or something. I this don't know. This whole sequence, they have the, the bugs flying around. I and know. Swatting so his face. The bugs were really rough. His body language was so fascinating to track in this entire episode because oh my the way God. that he was. I the, Around his family, the way that he, first of all, it really brought into focus how petite these two women oh are. They're, God, so, yeah. they're so skinny. It's crazy. Um, he was like nibbling on Hannah Ann's shoulder at one point, which I found like in front of his family. And then he, <laughs> and then with Madison, he completely like enveloped her basically. Like it, he, I guess he just really likes the physical touch and likes to show it off in front of his parents. I don't know. I found that kind of odd. Very strange. Even like around anyone, that kind of PDA is like, okay, we get it. It's a lot. Like just, you know, save it for later when you're alone or something. It's a lot. But yeah, he, his body language is real. He really likes touch and he likes to be close. Yes. I don't know. I feel likes bad to for him. Bill on tables. I feel like he's looking at me in this picture on the table right now. It's it's creepy. Oh, poor Peter. Poor Peter. So Peter, Peter, poor Scar. I like how his family asked for the Scar. By I the know. way, that was really funny. That Scar is something. If Peter ends up with no one, I don't want to. I don't want to step on your night two pod. Oh, it's fine. But we don't I have know to ask. Yeah, because I won't be here with you tomorrow, and I need to get your take. If Peter doesn't end up with anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to. 
how long until Peter and Hannah Brown are back together? And, oh, wow. and how does that come about? How does Bachelor Nation facilitate that? Summer games? When does it happen? I don't know if Hannah's... I don't know if Hannah's going to summer games. I don't know if Peter's going to summer games. You can't go from having him in the lead five minutes ago to summer games. For Will they have cameos on the Baker and the Beauty? Oh my God. Is that, <laughs> that, that was, that was so strange. <laughs> I almost feel like, while I didn't think this was true at the time, and in production will make it difficult, I would rather Peter and his producer get together than Peter and, and Hannah at this point. I feel like the pics I've seen, mm-hmm. they like when they were at the wine tasting together a couple weeks ago, it seemed like they had some nice chemistry. I don't know. I liked him and Hannah, though. It's, it's a good question. I just feel like if Peter ends up single, which mm-hmm. I think he is, then... He just hits the club. I and just, he just think he goes hard, and he's just like he's he, he likes to go out and line dance. We know he's Kardashian adjacent. There was that video of him a couple of weeks ago that like one of Kylie Jenner's friends took, and he was in the background of like explaining something about I think Victoria F. Perhaps like he's like living it up. And then and then when he like I think during it was during football season, so it must have been in the fall. He was like at a at a Rams game, hanging out with Kendall and Kylie Jenner. Mm -hmm. Like Peter is very close to the precipice of of like legit LA fame. So I I think he goes in that direction if he ends up single. Though he clearly likes the Southern Belle. You're the Bachelor Scholar. Oh come on! I'm just swinging by to audit for the night. Okay, (laughs) but how? It's great to have you here. (laughs) It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you as it always is. How rare is it, though, for the lead to not end up with someone? It's pretty rare. It would be two in a row. Rough. This is the point, though. Super and rough. not only would it be, not only would it be two in a row, it would be two people who had been in love with each other together. I know, like, maybe they should together. just give it a shot. Yeah. See how it like, goes? I don't know. I have a hard time imagining that we won't at least get some, even if it's performative, some they give it a nod shot. to, you know, basically the equivalent of the, the Hannah Tyler, like, you want to go out for a drink sometime thing. So hopefully it won't be captured on TMZ. That didn't help, I don't think. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Um, <laughs> always and forever. Everyone loves an underdog success story, and that's what Movement Watches has. Founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank, they've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. I personally have the Boulevard in black with a black face and a black leather band, and I love it. I'm allergic to almost every watch, but this one doesn't give me any problems, and it's stylish, and I think it looks really nice. Movement watches are all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow up your wrist with text messages. I don't need that. They tell time like a true classic timepiece should, and it looks good doing so. But back to the underdog story. Did you know that Movement Watches started as a crowdfunded startup by college dropouts who understand living under a tight budget? Now almost 2 million watches have been sold in over 160 countries. In fact, this is my second one. Movement Watches start at just $95 and are the same quality as a $400 watch from a traditional brand. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash bachelor. Movement is launching new styles on their site all the time, so check it out at mvmt.com slash bachelor. Hey, join the movement. I also just think with Hannah and Peter, there's like a proximity, but I don't know if you're watching this, who wants to date Peter? He's like in love with Madison. Well, I think that part of the, and again, I say this with respect for all of my fellow Bachelor fans, part of the shared psychosis that we've all (laughs) agreed to engage in together here is that you watch and you think, and to be clear, I'm not talking about myself here, but the viewing public, oh, he's just waiting for me. That's part of it, right? That's part of the way that you allow yourself to opt in so fully to what you're viewing. So I think that a lot of people out there would say, oh, Peter got a a crop of women that he, you know, that that wasn't right for him. Uh, Hannah broke up with him and broke his heart and he's still waiting. He just needs someone to make him forget about Madison, just like Madison made him. Because you would have said at the beginning of this season, and let's not forget, we're talking about like weeks ago, not years, not decades. How could he ever get over Hannah? And now here we are. Right. Yeah, sure. He's like a 27-year-old bro who likes to have fuck four times in a windmill. He'll be fine. He'll move on in like two minutes. And I don't say that to minimize his heartache, which I'm sure is sincere. I don't know. I think he seems sad. 
He does seem sad. <laughs> I, he is very sad. I think he is really sad right now and is very much in love with Madison. And I think that whatever unfolds tomorrow night will probably be very, like, genuinely devastating for him. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I think that he will also find a way to bounce back. He will. Maybe yeah. he will talk about this heartache forever, I'm sure. He's basically got like nine months of, of like super fame until there's a new Bachelor. So I, I hope it works out for him. Let's move on to our next question. Okay. Number three. Oh my God, are we only on number three? Well, this will be a, sh- this will be a shorter <laughs> one, I, I promise. Number three. Oh boy. Was there something funky with the editing that Hannah Ann got with her date after we saw the parents? Because here's here's some things. So first, well, first date date with the parents, Hannah Ann goes by pretty quickly. Second mm-hmm. date with the parents, Madison feels like it lasts forever. I'm just like, okay, what else is there even to do on this episode? Keeps going. Then allegedly, based on what Peter said, at one point he said like two days ago, or he said I had my heart broken two days ago. So that that would mean it went Hannah Ann, Madison, Madison again when they went to the park that Peter um, was basically reading her Wikipedia page about when they were in the helicopter. Incredible retention on Peter's part. Did he read a pamphlet and like just recited it back? It was really it was good facts. Maybe there was like uh, something in his ear, or maybe he had like a cue card in the distance. That is possible because they were on a helicopter, so it's possible maybe he was feeding him wiki nuggets. Yeah, it's it's totally as possible. Anyway, so then she breaks up with him. Then we the next thing we see is him forlornly and looking very attractive getting out of bed in the joggers more on that rewind if you want to hear more about that (laughs) you look great and then he has to sit down with Chris Harrison and he's just absolutely to use your word from before despondent in that conversation Chris Harrison looks despondent as well leading me to wonder (laughs) is this man hungover just all time energy from Chris Harrison he had the the scruff Perhaps one of my favorite Chris Harrison appearances of all time. It was just, an inc- it was a Dion Waiters-esque heat check performance. Did you happen to jot down his opening exchange with Peter? I did not. Did you? I did. Let's hear it. Heard what happened. <laughs> <laughs> did he receive a raven? How did he get the information? And then Peter followed up with not the best day. I just thought that was so funny. It was kind of like a live text message exchange between men. It really, yes, but it really, it really fueled the sensation that Chris Harrison, that Peter had interrupted his vacation, like, and he had been called into duty. He just seemed so disinterested, and like, what? Like, why am I, why am I here? He just seemed like. None none of that fence jump. No. (laughs) Energy. Go, Chris. No, not, none of that. It was, it was kind of like an old school Papa Chris sit down. He did a lot, actually did a lot of those with Hannah, so it's not even that old school, but he just looked like. He had just, like, like Peter had recently woken up and was just sort of, I don't know, recovering from the night before. I guess the big I, maybe question Maybe he is, wasn't hungover, but that was just, it was no. hungover energy. Vacation energy, uh, too, yeah, vaca- you're you right. know? You're right. I, I he's, like, so, so relaxed that he's just like, oh, I, I need to be intense. Not it was ready. amazing. I guess the big question is, can you get over this heartbreak? Or is this over? And that had just a very meta quality. Like, can yeah. this conversation yeah. that I am being forced is, to have with Can you this conversation be, be over? over? Yeah. Please, I gotta go golf. It was, it was it. pretty amazing. And so the way it was presented was that conversation happened before right. him and Hannah Ann. And, and now then, then we got Hannah Ann asking if they were going to a snake farm. Yes. Why would it be a snake farm, Hannah Ann? Just an all-time Slytherin comment. I thought she was going to start speaking parcel tongue and open the chamber of secrets. You know that I don't anything about Harry Potter, so let's just move on. It was real it was super weird. Please stop. <laughs> also super weird. That was really strange. And then they do the kangaroo thing. Super cute. That Even me so with the cold heart. Felt, it was adorable. It was, it was very sweet. I oh, agree. Babies. And then and then he goes to her that night where she looks hot. And I think, I think that he, and, and so I think that um, her date happened before the conversation with Chris Harrison, though they were showed in the opposite. Oh, interesting. But not before Madison broke up with him? You, do you think, After Madison broke up with him? Because he, re- he referred to the heartbreak, as you said. Sorry. I think the date happened, yeah, the date happened before the conversation. Is there a chance that when he referred to the heartbreak, it could have been the heartbreak of having his parents tell him that they don't support him being with Madison, but not necessarily the breakup with Madison? I just found myself like thinking, how could he possibly be here with Hannah Ann? How? I thought he went to break up with her when he was wearing the maroon sweatshirt or the yeah. deep red sweatshirt. It was very confusing. I guess he's just going through the motions, man. 
I think he doesn't want to let people down. I think he was really upset to let his parents down. I think not only is he really upset to have jeopardized his relationship with Madison, he's also like disappointed that he's disappointed her. I think he doesn't want to be a disappointment. You might be right. You might I don't know, right. but I just think there was something funky with the editing there. I just, just wanted to call it out because that's okay. been a theme this season of mm-hmm. like weird editing. So they're not there. Next, number four. Did bring her home to us. Oh, God. Which has been teased for weeks upon weeks, perhaps the entire God. season. Oh. Did mm. that live up to the fence jump and Hannah saying, Jesus still loves me for you? <sighs> and let's just, let's put these in context. Okay. The fence jump is an incredible athletic feat, <laughs> which we have not seen the likes of on reality TV outside of a few people on Survivor. <laughs> and Jesus still loves me kind of redefined the thing with The Bachelorette can be. Mm-hmm. And this has been positioned in the same way. It's part of this kind of new gambit where I think in this very spoiler-filled world, mm-hmm. The Bachelor decides to reveal what could be like among the most dramatic moments of the season, but by kind of owning it, they get to craft how people perceive it and the way that that information is delivered, even right. if there are spoilers out there. So it's a very 21st century approach to marketing and mm-hmm. teasing your show. And I think the returns on that might be diminishing, but I'm curious how you feel. So, as is so often the case, I'm of two minds. <laughs> and I'm eager to talk this through with you and let's find let's, clarity together. Let's get into it. Here's part of why I think almost inherently it cannot live up to the fence jump or the Jesus still loves me standard. Sure. It's not a moment from the lead. Right. So... It is, again, by definition, even though it was central to tonight's experience, it is tangential to the Peter's couple. journey and the couple and what right. is unfolding. Whoever the couple may yes. be. I also thought that we all spent so much time parsing and figuring out exactly what happened, what, what, what that could mean. Whereas, you know, with Colton, we, had, we, we, didn't, we didn't know exactly what was, what was going to unfold with Cassie that was going to lead to that. If you'll recall, with Hannah... We basically, they teased almost every aspect of that conversation with right. Luke. It was very clear what was going to happen, but it was so riveting and so empowering to watch her stand up for herself and her decision-making and her sexuality in that way that it was just, like, astonishing in the best possible way. Right. It was basically like, is she going to be, is Peter's mom going to be talking about Madison or Hannah Ann? Yes. It was only ever going to be one of those things. That, that's what I think right? the problem with it has been the whole time, yes. is that it's like a real, the the potential of what it could mean is really limited. It was yes. always going to be about someone. I was hoping it wasn't. And this whole season, I've been right. like, it's it's more theoretical. I don't think it's about anyone in particular. Right. I was flat out wrong. And I'm kind of bummed to be wrong. I usually am fine with it. <laughs> but like, it would have been more interesting if it was like a theoretical conversation with The Bachelor. Right. The fact that she's just like, we don't like Madison, but Hannah Ann is an angel yes. on earth is like kind of like boring. I agree. However. Okay. I will say that in the moment, I mean, we had the pleasure of watching this together. Sure and did. we were shouting, we were screaming, we were leaning forward in our chairs, we were giggling, we were saying, oh my God, we were whooping. It was pretty thrilling to watch it actually unfold. Now, part of that is what you already noted, which was that Peter was challenging. Yeah. I think you thought every time you saw this tease that Peter was just going to melt into his mother's arms and say, whatever you say, mommy, which would have been fine. <laughs> it was also the culmination of this pretty protracted exchange that opened with Peter's mom just immediately crying because she doesn't like Madison and doesn't understand why Peter does. Right. Didn't, you know, that whole other speech, the she, the one you already referenced, the she's not there for you, she's not there for you. She's not there for you, bud. All of that, and Hannah Ann is an angel on earth. All I can do is pray that God enlightens him. A mother's intuition is never wrong. Some of that was to Peter, some of that was to the camera. When she actually launched into the full speech here, it was pretty mesmerizing. Hannah Ann loves you with all her heart. Don't let her go. Don't <laughs> let her go. Bring her home. Bring her home to us. We will welcome her with open arms. We will welcome her with all the love in the world. All the love in the world. She's a dream come true. And God has placed her there for you. That's what love stories are made out of. Someone who's so madly in love with you. Again, probably got some of that wrong. Writing quickly. Right right before and around that, also her, his brother was like, Hannah Ann is perfect. Has no issues. <laughs> Madison is saying, <laughs> you have a, a lot of alarms yes. and raising a lot of red flags. You have a perfect girl right in front of you. And you're going to risk that. And they just, they were baffled. And then, as you noted earlier, Peter saying, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop. You got to stop. It's literally destroying me right now. And then going to the camera and saying, I don't have their support. Like, yeah, that was sad. pretty hard. It was sad. 
It really was. Yeah. I think it's just sort of more, I think you're you're right, though. It's not his defining moment. It's like yeah. their defining moment, which yeah. makes it a, a little bit less interesting. I, I have to say, they needed his mom to be a character because he's not as compelling as And she's very entertaining. Yeah. And she kind of reminds me of a combination of like, a lot of cool moms in movies where she's just sort of like really worried about her kid Mm -hmm. and also very sex positive. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like that's become a cliche because the movie's like Mean Girls or whatever. But it is like refreshing and and cool. I think that's great. I'm talking myself into literally everyone from this episode but Peter. (laughs) I'm like, Madison, I'm in. Barb, I'm in. Hannah Ann, I'm in. But uh, the the Weber men, I'm like, eh. I like Peter's dad a lot. I like Peter's dad too. He's got a great smile. Lovely smile, soothing energy. I think he seems really supportive and nurturing. And I think he's also someone who is, look, again, who who knows whatever is really going on in somebody's life, but based on what we have access to, very happy in his own marriage. Yeah, seems like it. And wants that for his children, which I think is really sweet, you know? And the fact that he wants Peter to be, like, his namesake to be loved as fully. And they, they, his parents said this in this episode, like, we want you to have what we have. Now, there's a part of me, I always, like, struggle with that a bit. Maybe this is just, like, child of divorce sure. talking. Probably. That's fine. I, when the kids are like, I want to have the exact, like, I want to be with someone who reminds me of my mom or dad. And then the parents are like, I want my kid to have exactly what I have. I, I just am like, everybody's an individual. Let's all find our own thing. I think but I understand why for other people that's meaningful. I think it's natural to gravitate towards people who remind you of other people in your life that you of course. really like and yeah. love and whatever. I agree that it's really weird for Peter's family to be like, don't change. Find someone just like you and just like us. Let's keep doing us, but like add a new member. Yeah. It's a, it's sort of like for the entire family, tough. And I, if I were dating Peter, I'd be like, this is a red flag. Let's move to a different state and get some space. Yes. I thought that was one of Peter's better Yes. moments was when he said again as we talked about like that's what a relationship is compromise yeah. and change you if you are fundamentally unwilling to compromise or make adjustments for your partner you're not going to be able to find success in a marriage and that's part of what's actually special about falling in love with somebody is finding somebody who people are really selfish right, right. like human sure. nature is my- I'm just like right and like are they I don't that's no. an impressing way of looking Keep, at it. It's, but here's here's why I say that. Sure. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Sure. You know, like people can also be altruistic. I don't totally believe in like pure altruism, but that's for another podcast. Okay. People can be giving nurturing energy coming loving, off of you. Genuine, <laughs> all of that. People also want to be happy. Yes. They want to feel sure. good. And that's okay. I feel like we've crossed into some weird <laughs> psychology. I mean, I'm just following Barb, you know? You're right. I, you're right. Can I ask you, this is this is unofficial question five. Official question five is what a Peter find out tomorrow. We've already answered that. Yeah, we I mean, have. A different question for okay. you. I feel like Madison is barely on this show. Even tonight when she was on it, like a good 60% of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. I kind of like can't retain... Madison moments. For some reason, they just like go in one side of my head and straight out the other. Do you feel like she has a real presence on this show? Because Peter talked about like they don't know her like Mm -hmm. I do and they were were obviously repeating inside jokes to each other. But like, do you feel like you know who Madison is outside of her faith? Uh, her faith playing basketball at Auburn and loving her dad and having a pretty dope Air Jordan collection, which she shows <laughs> off on Instagram. Those are the things I know about Madison. I, so, no, but also I would say I don't feel like I got to know any of the women this yes, season. Yes, I, I agree you know, with that. I think that there was so much time devoted to Tammy, Alaya, the fighting McKenna, yeah. and the Victoria. drama you and find out Victoria's the response to the drama. But do we? Well, like, other than, like, the rumors— and the drama that came in from outside of the show. On the show, what did you learn about Victoria? Other than that she can't communicate with Peter. You're right. I just feel like we got to see more of her, like, res- her panicked responses to things than, than other people. Less I think most of, what we, most of what we know about her, we learned on, on Reddit and from Alaya, on the internet. From went on Reddit as yeah. well. It's true. So, I don't know. Nobody really got to develop. That's part of why they couldn't pick a bachelorette from this season. Yeah. You know, there was nobody who anybody connected with. Yeah, it's hard to really root for anyone like until like you see them go through this horrible like emotional mm-hmm. shit and you're just like, oh God, feel free, Madison. Feel free, Hannah Ann. I, I want to note Madison, I don't know about Hannah Ann, but Madison has already signed up with 
um, an agent who represents a lot of bachelor people to do like Instagram, social media sponsorships and whatnot. I presume Hannah Ann already had that, had that as a model, Mm -hmm. but I just think it does speak to what their futures could look like. Now that we've seen this, again, we don't know who he's going to end up with. Are you surprised that one of them is not going to be the bachelorette? No, I'm not. I are you? I think Hannah Ann is getting a bachelorette edit. I think a little at the bit. They probably were still considering. I mean, her maybe for she's it. just. I mean, she's obviously very I mean, young. You got to feel heartbroken for her, right? I think that's it. I think she's too young, and we didn't learn enough about her outside of like this heartbreak. Even with Becca, when she had her heartbroken, I feel like we got to know more about her. We knew about Becca. She also her faith was important to her, but we knew about her father passing away. We like knew that she had um, a career. Like we just knew more about who Becca was when Ari was was dating her. We knew way less about Lauren, actually. I mean, right. knew that she had an affinity for leggings, and that's about it. <laughs> and, and I think that La- I think Ari and Lauren seem really happy, and they have a child, so it's really sweet. And Becca also seems like she's doing great. Everyone won there, but the ba- also the Becca breakup. I mean, we haven't we haven't seen what's going to happen, but the Becca breakup also was was kind of like paradigm shattering and yes. ushered in. I'll never forget watching that episode. Oh my God. So incredible! Yeah, I mean, it just, that was a whole that was a whole different scene. I mean, literally, and it was just. Every, this finale has a lot to live up to. I mean, the, the, I'm the recent ones have been pretty astounding, even if the bulk of the season that led up to it wasn't. I think this was a promising first night. Yeah. Tomorrow has a lot of weight to carry. This leads me into um, a question about this evening's finale. It's our sixth and one of our most important questions okay. of the evening, if not the most important question. <laughs> Why the fuck was there a studio audience? I, what was that? I cannot answer this question for you. I have absolutely no idea. It was... Mallory, Chris Harrison <laughs> sat down on the couches like he was about to interview someone and no one ever came out. I was like, oh, are they bringing out Peter for a tease? Like, for comparison, with Hannah's mm-hmm. with Hannah's finale, I clearly recall on the first night of it, she confronted Peter. And I understand like the order which they got rid of people is different here, but she confronted Peter. Right. Peter, that's when we learned that we love Peter's family. It's like that. Well, I had already known from the hometown, but like it was, it was solidified, yeah. you know? There were conversations unfolding. There was a purpose of the studio, a live studio audience. Right. There, And then on the second night, her and Tyler had their thing. Previously, for Colton, on the first night, I believe that is when both Tasha and Hannah G were in studio. And then the second night was devoted just to him and Cassie. Like, usually there's people in studio for this stuff. I, I'm honestly just so confused. There weren't even any Bachelor Nation people. At some points, tosses in in and out of commercial. They didn't even show Chris in the studio. Like, what was that? Well, I guess because no one actually left the show. Like, if Madison is coming back, there's no one they could talk to. But then why do it at all? Peter, he's your bachelor. Where was he? There's not much that Peter has to say. I think we've learned that at this point, though. Talk to Peter's brother. uh, Yeah, bring out Barb. I'm surprised they didn't bring out Barb. Though, I guess at this point, it's like, what if he is with Madison? And then it's like, God, what is she supposed to say? I know. So, did you watch the video of Charles Charles Barkley yelling about Madison and Peter? I did. (laughs) It's just a a classic for me. It's a a 2020 high so far. Oh, my God. Madison's father is in that clip, right? Who I didn't notice for a while because he looks so young. He really doesn't respond. Like, I think I think he mostly doesn't respond because he can't, you know? Like, it's right. part of the rules. Like, he can't say anything. But when I watched it again, I was like, does he also hate Peter? And, like, that's what's going on here? Or, like, what's happening? All of the things that have happened since, and as we watch this unfold, and Chris Harrison is right. If you think you know, you don't. Like, I, I don't know what to expect from tomorrow. We've we've made our hypotheses, but I, I don't know. I mean, Peter could, and, and they keep being like, so it's going to, not even Peter knows how it's right. going to end. Does that mean he tries to get back together with one of them? Does that mean that he proposes? Does that mean? I mean, it has to mean that something is going to unfold in real time, right? It has to, what, yeah. unless it's a total bit of misdirection. But I don't know. The, there was obviously nothing there was absolutely no- nothing that required the studio audience or nothing. that set up. And literally, even, literally none. Like, no. Even the like transitional comments from Chris Harrison, which, you know, I, I have grown to, to adore over time because they're so hilarious in terms of needing to manufacture the drama on the most dramatic finale ever. Like, even he was just consistently repeating the same beat over and over. And there were numerous times where it cut and I thought he was going to say something. And then it just zoomed into the square yeah and went back to or out of <laughs> the actual footage yeah of commercial it was confusing like, we we're like can we go to the bathroom like, what's happening very here? bizarre you know he one of the most controversial and shocking endings i mean it's just i, I don't know i have 
absolutely no idea why that transpired. None. And especially was, in the coronavirus era. I, it's a great point. Why bring all these people together if you don't have to? I don't get it at all. Someone in there probably is infected. Oh, my God. Horrible to think about. Terrible. Um, the whole thing, though, it was. I was just like, why is there a studio audience? I kept bringing it up as we were watching. I was it, so confused. It was really strange. And I was waiting for Peter to come out. I or, know. like, anyone from Bachelor Nation. I also think last year, or for Hannah's finale, maybe it was the one before, the first night, like, they had previous contestants come out. Like, there's so much they could have done. Have Kelsey come out. Have, I, I guess, I don't know, just many weird decisions. I do not understand why they had this studio audience. It's just bizarre, baffling. Really bizarre. I guess it's to create atmosphere, but, like, you could still do that in other ways. I, I just did not feel necessary at all. I did not understand it. It was really weird. Gotta, gotta keep up the TRT, though, for I your know. running tally. He's you know? really he's earned a lot of it yeah. in the last couple of nights, <laughs> or particularly this night, including this conversation he hated in Australia. Incredible. It, it was really something. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I don't know how it's oh going to end. I can't wait. Mallory, thank you so much for joining me to break this down as we've processed it all. I'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, Ringer social media platforms. It won't be solo. There'll be a guest, just in case I wasn't clear. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of you for watching and listening. Um, bring her home to us. Bring Don't her home. let her go. 